0: There's something quite narcissistic about creating yourself. Oh, God, absolutely. Like,
1: it's so
2: cringe. Or making a hotter version of yourself. Well, in Baldur's Gate, the character my partner plays as is me. But she's way hotter than me and has
0: way (laughs) bigger boobs.
2: (laughs)
1: Welcome to Pocket Buds, a back pocket podcast where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. This week, we're talking about The Sims. 33 years ago, game designer Will Wright lost his home during the Oakland firestorm of 1991. It was during this rebuilding of his life that he was inspired to create The Sims, after reassessing the value, or lack thereof, of many of his material possessions and instead focusing on his true needs in life. It was from that point, and about nine years later, that The Sims was released on February 4th in the year 2000. The virtual dollhouse idea that Wright originally had in the 90s was unleashed onto the world, and the world accepted it with a loving embrace. It almost seems like a no-brainer that The Sims would do well after Wright, Maxis, and EA's success with SimCity. SimCity, for those unaware, is like The Sims, except instead of controlling a person, you control a city. And real life is kind of like if The Sims were real life and you were The Sims. Make sense? The Sims is arguably one of the most influential life simulations ever released. It's pretty simple when you look back on it now, but at the time it was an incredible feat of artificial intelligence. Oh, and the soundtrack by Jerry Martin slapped so hard that just listening to it could leave a big red handprint on your face. By early 2002, The Sims had sold more than 6 million copies worldwide, and by 2005 it had sold 16 million This was thanks to the release of expansion packs over the years, which The Sims would become well-known for when it came to keeping the game alive. It all started with Living Large, which was a fairly simple expansion pack that added new characters, careers, items, and features to the game. Then there was House Party, which allowed Sims to hold house parties. Pretty straightforward. Hot Date made the game kind of sexy. Vacation let you go away. However, it was the release of Unleashed in 2002 that really changed the game, allowing you to own pets, Since Unleashed, every single Sims entry has had a pet-related expansion, and don't even get me started on making Magic, that one rocked. But alas, you can't just expand an older game forever. Eventually, you got to do something new and really build on what you've made in a substantial way. Fast forward to 2014 with The Sims 4, the current base game of the series. This is the largest one of them all, spanning 15 expansion packs, 12 game packs, 19 stuff packs and 25 kits. It's a lucrative business. As well, The Sims 4 is easily the most worked-on game when it comes to its community of mod makers. You can get expansion-sized mods, millions of aesthetic mods, and one especially depraved mod that we don't have to talk about and we're not going to talk about, and that's the end of it. Sims 4 has Get to Work, Get Together, Get Famous, which are all fairly obvious from their names. Many of the expansions are shiny new versions of Sims classics like Discover University and Cats and Dogs, but then there's new stuff like cottage living for the cottage cottagecore girls, horse ranch for the horse girls, and for rent for the landlord girls. I have been a Sims girl since day one, with the first Sims game being one of the first PC games I ever played. Since then, I've stayed largely up to date with the series, sometimes dropping off when I had other things to do. For me, playing The Sims is like having a close friend that you see in big chunks of your life, and then not again for months. When you hang out, it's like no time has passed at all, whenever you hang out, they'll always ask for a loan that they pay back in knickknacks that they made themselves. I'm not alone in this experience. It's an experience that many people have had with The Sims. So joining me today to hit me with a wow same is comedy writer and adult enjoyer of The Sims, Dee Fitch. Hi, Ruby. Hi, Dee. How are you?
2: I'm very well. Uh, Thank you so much for that history because I didn't know 99%
1: of that. When did you start playing Sims?
2: So the first Sims. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Sims 1. In terms of gaming history, I am not a gamer except Mm. for The Sims. Didn't grow up with consoles and that kind of thing. Mm. My mum was like, no, we should play board games and go outside. Read book. Um, Really backfired for her because now all I do is spend my time playing The Sims indoors. Uh, So, ha, ha, mum.
1: Well, it's like when you tell your kids to not do drugs. They're going to do them. yeah Yeah. you know there's no point telling them not to do it's like
2: reverse psychology if you don't want your kid to do drugs you should say you say do do drugs drugs.
1: they're awesome and your kid's like oh that's lame yeah parents do do that stuff
2: that sounds pretty lame yeah no
1: thanks exactly yeah would you say that you started with the sims and ended with the sims
2: Yes, I did. And this was back in the days of the family computer. Classic. So very hot, Mm. very slow. I remember when I bought uh, an expansion back the hot date. Yeah. Because, you know, repressed sexuality. It took like 20 minutes to load up (laughs) the game. And then if I wanted my sim to go on a a date, it would be, like, another 20 minutes while it's, like, taking you to the date and boy, oh, boy, was the anticipation (laughs) just rising
1: inside of me. And worth it, would you say? No. 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 I think more accurately it would be called date because I wouldn't say it was entirely hot. No,
2: they just, like, went to bars and
1: hung out and that kind of thing. Was the, the hot tub there by that point? I feel like the Hot Uh, Tub came with Hot I think so.
2: Maybe it did. Yeah. Maybe it did. Maybe I was too impatient to properly play the whole thing.
1: No, that's and that's so fair.
2: But now I have every expansion pack, pretty much every kit, every little I don't want to think about how much money I've spent on this godforsaken game.
1: I think anybody who plays The Sims religiously doesn't want to think about how much money they've spent on that game.
2: No, I also really dislike that um, games in general tell you how many hours you've spent playing the game. Mm. I think it's rude. Rude reminder. It feels like unnecessary.
1: Yeah. You it's know? like I don't need to know that. I really don't. Who needs to know that? No. Every now and then I look not at it. Not I. I've got like a phone game that I play called Nonogram Galaxy. And, of course, this is not The Sims but it's something else. And that game is kind of like my wind down game. Oh, yeah. When I'm about to go to bed. And I looked at how many hours I have spent in it the other day because I've got an app that tells me. Um, it's like a launcher for games on my phone. I wasn't expecting like that it can be jarring. yeah, it's quite jarring. it's it's like I don't think that much about how long I play my little phone game, but knowing that it's over a thousand hours, it's it feels wrong. It, it doesn't feel right.
2: No, but you could have been doing like really bad stuff.
1: I, it could have been like I could have been doing drugs. You could which, have been
2: doing drugs or like, I don't know, robbing a bank. Robbing a bank. Or something. Those are bad things, right? Do you think you're
1: capable of robbing a bank? If you have the tools provided.
2: No. No? Absolutely not. You get scared. I'm scaredy cat. Yeah. Which is actually why I don't play a lot of games Mm. is because I'm a fear-based individual. Yeah. I tried playing when I had COVID and I got really sick and obviously was locked up inside for a while. Um, I tried playing the Untitled Goose game. Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, thank you. You can tell I'm not a a gaming person. I apologise. And I got so scared playing that game because I was like, the farmer's chasing me. (laughs) And I was like screaming. I almost cried at one point. It was really scary. So I think (laughs) I think that's why I played The Sims is because there's minimal fear.
1: Yeah. I will say, though, in that first game when the rubber would come yes. and break into your home, that music scared the living shit out of me.
2: Because you're like, something's going to happen. Like, ah. I'm like And he comes lurking in. Horrible.
1: Why do you think they got rid of that? I think because it scared people.
2: Because it was too spooky. Yeah,
1: because people don't break into your home anymore. Right. Like I don't think they can do that in No, more. it's
2: really, you know, it's dated. It's retro. Yeah.
1: They were like, nah, like you've got locks now on your door. Like, did they not have locks before? I think they had security alarms
2: and stuff even inbuilt built in the game and it didn't do anything. No, it
1: did nothing. And instead you've just got the scariest music you could ever hear. With the guy with, with the hamburger mask Yes, the like yeah, hamburger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I mean, okay, like ever since I had that experience of being robbed in The Sims (laughs) as a child, I always thought it was going to happen in real life. I always thought that like – having your house broken into was a lot more likely than one would think
2: like it's a really common
1: occurrence yeah I'm like if this keeps happening in the sims of course it's going to happen in my real well, life anything that happens in the sims is like obviously going to happen in real life exactly like it's a it's a life
2: simulation game yeah
1: you know that's that's how it works it's not a fantasy game exactly it, I mean it is a fantasy game. it is a fantasy <laughs> it is a fantasy to you know own a home and um
2: well, what I find really interesting is talking to other people when you find out that someone else plays The Sims, hmm. especially if it's the only game that they play like me. Like we're yeah. a weird little subculture of people who are like, you know, it's like it's like finding out that someone's secretly like a magician or something. It's yeah. like a kind of Which shameful, is something
1: very like obviously like you should be hiding. You should be hiding. Yeah. Like you absolutely should you be. You should not be making that information should not public. be. I shouldn't be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> are <laughs> you a magician? No. Okay. Thank um, God. But <laughs> This conversation would have gone a whole lot differently if you were. What
2: I find, I'd, I'd be like pulling doves out of my bag. It yeah. wouldn't really work for like a, an, an audio no, medium. You'd be
1: like, is this your card? I'm like, it's not.
2: I'd make you say yes, though. Um, yes, it is. Yeah.
1: I'm so sorry.
2: Um, but what I find really interesting, and I was going to ask you actually, yeah. turn the tables. Oh. So look out. I'm really interested in like how people play the game because there's no clear path or way to play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I've watched other people play normal games like my boyfriend's playing Baldur's Gate is that what it's called great game yeah we'll Gate like there's I'm a clear like that. mission and you're walking around and you're doing tasks and yeah. that kind of thing with the sims you can just do whatever you want like you can do their little missions or you can just be insane and do what I do and spend like six hours creating someone's outfit and mm. then closing your laptop yeah it's done now and that's what I find really interesting about it like how do you how do you play? Like, do you follow little missions and do their little like life goals and stuff like that, or do you just kind of
1: so I like fuck to around? take I like to take each household that I create in The Sims, uh, you know, down a different path. Gorgeous. Um, sometimes I'll, uh, uh, you know, go full kind of uh, real life fantasy mode where I create just the two hottest people alive. Great, love it, and they look great. They are both geniuses, <laughs> classic. And they, you know. So you and me. Yeah. So you and me. So I, so I make you and me, yeah. and we're geniuses. Um, and I just start like a line. Like a family tree. Like like I start with them and I build from there. Like Yeah, like
2: real eugenics kind of stuff. Oh, huge
1: (laughs) eugenics vibes. And (laughs) I'm creating the perfect Sims. A master race. A a master race of Sims. Wow. And I start from the bottom. They get married, have kids. Their kids grow up, find random Sims in the universe. I turn on cheats and then I open create a Sim on those randoms. Yeah. I make them hot too. Yeah. I bring them in. I get them married together and then I'm just building. I'm just building and building and building. Yeah, real playing God. Yeah. Real, yeah, real God mode. And then sometimes I'll have uh, a moment of just creating one person, mm-hmm. uh, usually a girl because I love playing girls. Yeah. Uh, I'll create one girl and have her live in a little house uh, and see where it goes from there. Just like let, give her
2: autonomy let, and like let see her what happens. live her life.
1: I'll choose like what she wants as a job, but other than that, it's kind of her free reign. Mm-hmm. And she'll usually uh, end up really sad and really hungry, and she'll piss herself, okay. which makes me have to come back in and help her out.
2: It makes me think like you're not giving her the basic tools that she needs to survive, like a toilet. Well, I do.
1: The problem is, is she's just doing something else. Oh, she's just really busy. Well, I found that like – Does com- she have ADHD? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I just need to do this task really quick. And it's not really quick. It takes hours. <laughs> and then suddenly she's pissed herself and she's starving. Oh, we've all been but there. But she's, like, really, she's like almost finished writing this book. So like it's fine. Well, the thing is I feel like the autonomy of Sims in Sims 4 compared to previous games – has just become wildly different to the point where, like, you need to be telling your Sims in Sims 4 what to do as much as possible or else they will just fail. So I never played 2 or 3. Okay. So oh, the, so you went from Sims 1 to Sims 4? Yeah, I
2: took a big I took a
1: big break. Big break. Wow.
2: Yeah. So so how I came back to Sims please, 4 please was, I don't know if you remember, but, like, some stuff happened in 2020.
1: Um... I don't remember a lot from that year, so most people don't. Okay, yeah, no, it, it's it's like a weird thing where like, 2019 I was overseas having heaps of fun. Um, 2021 kind of like weird vibes, but 2020 <laughs> was just like nothing. Yeah, it's almost so, as if nothing happened.
2: Same for me. 2019 yeah. I was also living overseas. Yeah. Having a great time. I'm surprised I didn't bump into you. Yeah, where were you? The overseas.
1: Where where were you in the
2: overseas? (laughs) Um, I was in Glasgow.
1: Yeah, I was not there in the overseas. Well, you really missed out. It's really cold. Yeah, I everywhere I was was really warm and nice. Honestly, that sounds cool. Sorry.
2: Yeah, so I had to suddenly uh, uproot my life and move back to. Melbourne, yeah. uh, leave my job and my friends and my life and then move back in with my mum in 2020 and suddenly it was like, wow, I really have regressed back to the little 12-year-old that I was when I first played The Sims in a way. Yeah. So what better time to get back into the game?
1: When your brain's kind of already going in that direction. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, things are going
2: south. Uh, so I thought, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of uh, indulgence some fantasy.
1: I feel like with um, a lot of people in 2020, the options were uh, get really into Animal Crossing. Yeah. Or deeply into The Sims. Yes. And I feel like a big part of it was like Animal Crossing because, you know, you could go to other people's islands and and stuff like that. Was like There was like a, a social aspect to it where like you knew you couldn't see your friends in real life so you'd be a Aww. funny little guy and then you'd go to their island and hang out and it'd be very cute. Meanwhile, with Sims, I feel like it was I can't leave the house and I can't have a normal life. I'm going to get this little person that I've created myself live my perfect life while I am holed up at home.
2: 100%. And that's where the expansions that weren't uh, very true to life I really enjoyed the most, mm. like the island one where you can be a mermaid yeah. or the vampires and the werewolves, like all that kind of stuff, Yeah, I found the most fun.
1: So how – uh how would you rate kind of jumping back into Sims four after only playing the first one before that?
2: obviously, the quality was like a thousand times better yeah. uh and the speed and everything like that, but just the detail mm. is crazy to me in terms of because my favorite things to do in the Sims really are design them, yeah, and their little cute little outfits, you know it is like playing dolls it is um, awesome. and design their homes, yeah. And the details like crazy. It's so fun. Are you so a that's mod why user? No, I was gonna ask wow. you about that as well. Cause I remember when I wrote um, an article for the Sydney Morning Herald when their standards, I guess, started to really slip about the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> and you and you messaged me and you were like, Oh, I've got all these mods if you want to use them and stuff. And I was instantly like you know, I am kind of boomerish when it comes to technology. And yeah. I was like, "Well, I don't want to download a virus on my computer. <laughs> what if I get a Trojan." Yeah, I yeah. don't even know what that means. Exactly. Um, horse. Well,
1: it's like a so horse. It, I, I don't, don't want a horse. I'm, I wouldn't mind a horse. I might be rewriting history here, um, but I'm pretty sure it's called a Trojan virus because it's kind of like the Trojan horse. Yes, because like it comes in as something unsuspecting, pretty and regular. And then it turns out it's actually a big angry virus. see so the thing like the, the beauty of Sims mods and knowing you are a person that enjoys the Sims for uh, creation, like creation of the Sims themselves and creation of the houses. I think letting mods into your life it'd really you'd really thrive. If I could do
2: it and in like guarantee that my computer wouldn't die yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah. then I would absolutely do this i'm
1: more than willing to help you with that
2: okay great yeah well that's my new life it's incredible it's it's so so good so okay like what sort of mods are there though like what ones do you use because i know there's a lot of like rude ones okay Yes. where you can get them to do you know aforementioned drugs and sucking and fucking and like you know rude stuff that a good christian woman doesn't want in her household
1: I, i did mention in the intro there's a mod it's a very depraved mod
2: I don't want to accidentally download a
1: depraved mod and then
2: be on a watch Well, list I'll give you somewhere. the name of
1: it so you know. It's called Wicked Whims. Okay, no. Do not download Enough Wicked says. Whims. Enough Uh It's in the name. I think there's going to be like three listeners who know what it is and go, yeah, don't download that. Right. Because it is sucking and f***ing. And let me tell you, I downloaded it because I thought it would be funny. And I'm like – Yeah,
2: I would download it for like humorous yeah. purposes.
1: I was like I thought this would be funny and instead it made me stop playing The Sims 4 for like months – because I was so uncomfortable with what was happening on my screen. Completely fair. Was, and like, I'm That's not, not what you want. I'm not a prude. Like, yeah, I'm a woman of God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm not a prude. But, like, after playing The Sims for most of my life. Yes. And then seeing that happening on my screen, I was like, this is not what the game was made for.
2: To me, it's not even the mod content that would make me feel uncomfortable. It's, like, a step behind that and being like, who created this? Yeah. What's going on for them? And you know, are they okay? On are they too? well?
1: They seem... Unwell. Honestly, I think they're probably thriving. They they're got, they're got they walk brands. among us.
2: You know, yeah. it could be someone that we walk past exactly. any day. It's like
1: thinking about people who make, like, cartoon porn. Yes. You know, like, like people who draw Simpsons porn, for example. It's like, to you and me, we'd go, ugh! However, exact <laughs> to, noise would to mean. them, they're like, I'm making a masterpiece, you know. Yeah, I'm making something beautiful. They're like a maestro. To them, they're like the Picasso of their time. They're, they're the Picassos of Simpson. Of course. You know what I mean? So like we, we don't know until we walk a mile in their shoes and we probably shouldn't.
2: And um, I don't ever want to. I don't want to do I'm that. I'm happy not to walk yeah.
1: a, um, a single step. I got my own shoes yeah. to walk in, plenty of them, and they look great on me. What would you say is your favourite expansion? Because there's so many. There's
2: so many. Yeah. It's embarrassing when you go, when you click on the world view and you see all the and expansions you all that you
1: have. Yeah.
2: Um, I like the one where you can go to the jungle and go on holiday and you is get that, to use a machete.
1: Is that, it's not vacations, is it? Uh, it's, it's not called vacations but it's called something. Because that probably came from Sims 3 World Adventures, which I yeah. really loved. There was a period of time in the Sims one and two era of time yes. where a family friend of mine worked for EA. It's not like a my uncle works at Nintendo type situation. <laughs> I swear he worked <laughs> at EA. And I knew this because every time we'd see those family friends, he would bring a new expansion for me. Whoa. Which was huge. Changed my life. He Incredible. got me the naked magic expansion, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Yes. Being able to do magic tricks in that game, amazing. So fun. But that all ended with Sims 3. He wasn't working at EA anymore. And I was like, well, you shouldn't be our family friend anymore. And And you never spoke to him again? And I never spoke to him again. But <laughs> Sims 3 was when I started buying my own expansion. So I had to be very particular with what I bought. Yes. And obviously I bought the Pets one because oh, yes. it's fun to have one of the pets. first ones I got. But World Adventures was one that I bought. Where, like, it would take you – you. I think you had a new aspiration. It was, like, archaeology. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you'd go and, and do these archaeology trips and go to all these cool places. It really was, like, Indiana Jones, the Sims game. It was really neat. And I think they did bring something like that back for Sims 4.
2: I feel like the vacation ones where you can, like, go and travel somewhere are, like, yeah. the closest thing that the game comes to – Having like a mission of sorts because yeah. you're like oh discover this thing and you can go into this tomb or whatever it is and yeah. you feel like you've accomplished something yeah um learn a different language or whatever it is um but other than those ones um I think my favorites are like the uh, the vampire. Mm. one is extremely fun to me especially because i was a very nerdy buffy fan growing up so i've like made a little buffy character and a little angel character and all that sort of stuff so
1: it's very fun well i like how much the sims has kind of i guess taking a leaf out of the sims medieval which was a lot more focused on like the rpg elements i feel like with some of the game packs of the Sims 4, they've tried to delve into that, like, story a lot more. So, like, StrangerVille, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a really cool, like, you've got this new town and everything seems really normal, but all of the Sims look kind of f***ed up.
2: Yeah, they're, like, twitching and stuff. Yeah. That actually creeped like, me out a little bit. Scared
1: me, like, looking at, like, zooming in on their faces. I and know. they look, like, f***ed up. I was, I was like, scared. And then you realise that, you know, like, you go in and you have to investigate and you, you find, like, this... Area 51 type locations that's like such a cool way to explore what they already had with the game you it's know? really fun because I think some of the other expansions feel a little
2: bit boring like the get to work and that kind of mm. stuff when you're like oh I paid money for this and it just feels like you don't really get a lot of value out
1: Of it. Well, that's what I was going to ask next. Was uh, what expansions do you think were kind of flops?
2: Well, I think the Get to Work one. What it's fun to have little careers and then go to work with them. Yeah, because that I must be some sort of capitalist <laughs> person because I really sometimes with some of the careers that they have, I'm like, oh, I want to go to work with you. Like I want, to, especially like the acting and that kind yeah. of stuff. So this one was fun. Like you get to like be a little doctor and deliver a baby and give. People injections and
1: you know yes. stuff. I wish I could do in <laughs> the real life. Stay in my life. <laughs> go around inoculating people. There's been more than one moment in my life where I have been like, kind, not desperate. That's the wrong word. But like, I've always wanted to like be around when someone is having like an anaphylactic uh, attack because I wanted to be the one to do the epipen. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's a really bold confession.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, obviously I don't want anyone to be seriously hurt or anything like that. No. But, like, I'd love to just see what it's like to – maybe if maybe if I had my own anaphylactic attack and I was the one that had to EpiPen myself. You wouldn't really feel like the hero though I Exactly. There's, Do there's, you know anyone who's allergic to bees? Yes.
2: Should we get them a bee?
1: No. I feel like if you already have the knowledge of what they're allergic to, then – you can't really be the hero. kind of makes you just seem like a monster.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: it needs to be entirely an accident.
2: Like completely organic. Yeah. Someone well, collapses on the street but then you happen to see that there's an EpiPen sticking out of their yeah, back sticking pocket. sticking out of their
1: pocket and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm the hero today. Time to go. And then, you know, you do it and you do it in the wrong spot and it's a disaster. It's a
2: disaster. They weren't even
1: having an allergic reaction. Yeah, no, they were they're having a heart over. attack. <laughs> yeah, just having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, well um and then you run away yeah like pull mezcal after you can just sprint yeah you can just run no one's stopping you no one's gonna what are they gonna do Well, you didn't hurt them nah you just tried to save their life you assisted
2: you tried to help
1: yeah and then in a way you are a hero yeah you're a hero for leaving the scene when you realize that you're not equipped with the tools to help exactly know your limitations exactly you've made space for a doctor to come in and help we've really solved this problem yeah uh, and the problem is anaphylaxis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or what to do when someone has a heart attack. Bee stings. Be- we've solved bee stings. Tick. Finally. Cross that off the list. Yeah. World Tick Health Organization. <laughs> so you asked me how I play The Sims. Yes. How do you play? And there, do you have any kind of like deranged families that you've ever created? Let's start with the first one first. How do you play? I feel like I get.
2: um really impatient and bored easily with the people that I create despite spending so most of my gameplay is really spending far too much time on their appearance picking up perfect little outfit choices which to me define their little personalities and that kind of thing and then I create these really elaborate homes for them to live in and stuff like that and then I play with them for like a day and then get bored and kind of move on to the next person (laughs) and then I forget that they exist and then sometimes a little notification will be like oh so and so died and I'm like, that's so sad. <laughs> I spent so much time making her beautiful formal outfit. And now she's a beautiful ghost. Now she hasn't even been looking after herself.
1: So. Yeah. That's actually like her fault in a way.
2: Totally her fault. Yeah. Totally her fault. But I really liked the – actually the the school expansion pack where you have teenagers. Oh, I love it. So fun. So fun. Well, That, that one's really me- fun to have families because I normally just create in little individual people yeah. or couples. Yeah. I'm not really like a baby person. Um That's okay. So I really liked that one actually in terms of being able to
1: like go to school with them. That one felt like my perfect idea of like what Get to Work should have been. Like I, I yeah. personally think Get to Work, like they shouldn't have just had three careers that you can follow. No. It's a lot of work to make them all ones you can follow but at least try a few more than three. I agree. And also I don't want to be a cop. But the – High school year, high school, I think it's high school days and like university. I loved yes, getting to experience like really fun going there. That was sick.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they actually had like new stuff there. Like you mm. could really
1: explore the world within
2: the little school and so and like, that kind of thing. When
1: your sim became a genius in adulthood, it made sense because you worked so hard on them in their high school years yeah. to make sure they passed every exam.
2: Or if they slacked off, then
1: they're like, it makes sense.
2: I also use a lot of cheats to give them money and make them not have to
1: work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am not against using cheats in Sims. It's a simulator. Yeah. It's it's a fantasy. Why not? You should be allowed to chuck a rosebud in there or exactly. a mother load.
2: The old mother load. Oh, my God. Copy load. and pasting the mother load until they have 3 clink, million clink, clink. Yep. simoleons in their account.
1: I think, what's wrong with that?
2: Nothing. It harms no one.
1: Yeah. Money isn't real, especially in The Sims. Oh, it's way not real. It's, so you just give them as many as you want. Who cares? Exactly. I have found lately, though, I've been staying away from money cheats because I want them to kind of make money in their own right but then the way I end up doing it is just making them really really good at painting oh painting rules for that painting is the best one to do it with. also
2: with the cottage living as Mm -hmm. well which I find adorable because I really like animals. Yeah. So the the ranch and the cottage living one is great. Because you can also combine them. You can have like horses and your little chickens and yeah. stuff. And then you can like sell the eggs and the milk. It's delightful. Absolutely. Maybe we should delightful. just become farmers. I think about it. It's probably becoming, so easy.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's the easiest thing that someone could do. And yeah. like I wish these farmers would stop complaining because it would be easy and I it's could do it. It's so easy. I've basically
2: done it. <laughs> I'm as a I sim. play the Sims.
1: Okay. I've i know how to deal with alpacas yeah exactly i've played crazy taxi i think i can do uber (laughs) okay (laughs) please i will say i have had moments of playing the sims and deciding to like i'll have like a perfect family they're beautiful And then I'll just have, like, a cousin-it type situation. Oh, fun. Where they're just in, like, a separate little house. Have you ever heard of the Painting Goblin? No. So the Painting Goblin I think was a Tumblr creation. Someone playing The Sims and what they did was they made a perfect family in, like, a, a gorgeous house and they also made a Painting Goblin. And the Painting Goblin lived underground, had no way of reaching the main house, had everything it needed, had a bed, Had a shower, had a toilet. That's all goblins need. All goblins need, right? It had all the necessities in this like little studio dungeon, right? And as well as that, sounds like bliss to me. (laughs) It's it's the perfect living space. You know, R slash Mel living spaces. (laughs) And the goblin would paint and paint and paint until it became a master painter. All these paintings, because it was technically a part of the family. All these paintings, it would sell and they'd sell for more and more money. Nobody in the family worked and they were sustained by this painting goblin that they had never met. So as exploitative as that is, do you think the goblin was happy? I'm sure his social
2: stats were hideously low. Mm, But maybe he had some sort of inner peace. Yeah. You know, maybe he actually reached enlightenment. That we can only dream about.
1: You've you've got to do one thing constantly for so long that it ends up just consuming you in an almost zen way. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like I really like making spreadsheets and I've found joy from making a beautiful looking spreadsheet that puts me in a state of zen.
2: It's extremely satisfying.
1: And people often go, oh, so you do like equations and stuff? I'm like, no, no, no. I just make a beautiful page. I I put the right colours in. Mm-hmm. And all the cells. The, the, the colours cells, are very important. They're so important. All the cells are, are beautiful sizes mm. and everything's smack bang in the middle. Gorgeous. I have two cells that I'll merge and they'll make one with two break- It's gorgeous.
2: In many ways that is a masterpiece painting.
1: Exactly. I'm just like the painting goblin you in a lot of ways. You basically are
2: the painting goblin. Yeah,
1: and my family that benefits from it are here in the studio right now. <laughs> 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 what would you say is the most kind of deranged living situation that you've created in The Sims?
2: Ah, uh, see, I don't really create deranged living situations. That's How my, about saucy? That's my problem is like a lot of people play like You know, back in the day it was sort of like a meme or like a trope of people like drowning their sims in the pool and that sort of thing. You never went on a killing spree. I was like, no, I don't want that. And a friend of mine was telling me how she did this challenge where she like recruited a bunch of kids to like make stuff for her in a dungeon of sorts and then sell it. Okay, so your friend – Made a sweatshop? Yeah, made okay. like a, like made a child labour sort of sweatshop okay, cool. thing and she was like, you should do it. It's really fun. A lot of people are doing oh. it. And then I looked on TikTok and it's like a challenge that a lot of people are doing and I was oh like, God. I don't know if that would be satisfying for my soul.
1: Yeah, I think it would be soul crushing in fact.
2: Yeah, I think the most deranged is probably when you become a bit of a narcissist and you make your own home. I think that's have you ever made yourself oh yes
1: yes I have have you ever made a a partner for yourself in sims
2: yeah so I've made my current little family which is my partner and our three dogs except we live in a much nicer house and we don't oh. have to pay Sydney rent. Yeah, and we have chickens as we have well, chickens. which is well. You're cute. never going to
1: make you're never going to make your Sims that represent yourself live in a sty.
2: You're not going to make your Sim the goblin.
1: Yeah, you're you're <laughs> you're never going to be the painting goblin in your own home. And
2: if you should, you need to tell your therapist yeah. about that, like immediately. <laughs> but there <laughs> is Can something. There's something quite narcissistic about creating yourself. Oh, God, absolutely. Like it's so cringe yeah. but somehow so addictive to be yeah. like, is that what my
1: ears look like? Yeah. Oh, do I
2: really look like And like, like would that? I wear this to like a party?
1: Or making a hotter version of yourself and feeling kind of weird about it.
2: Well, in Baldur's Gate, my partner, the character that he plays as is me. Yeah. And he was showing me how you can like customize it. And he's like, You would like this because it's like The Sims. It's like The Sims. But she's way hotter than me and has <laughs> way, way <No>. bigger
1: boots.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this, check is either, these out. this is either Whoa. a compliment because he has like reverse body dysmorphia and that that's how he sees me. Or it's like, a, like he's negging me into looking like. <laughs> <laughs> But also my sim of him is like k-
1: kind of more buff. So it all balances out. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, so, I mean, it's it's mutually toxic.
2: All best relationships are yeah. mutually toxic. And that's so exciting. It's know? so, it's
1: what keeps it thrilling. Obviously that's the, the you that you've made of yourself now. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had any past makings of you that have gone oh so right or maybe even oh so wrong?
2: No, this was the first time. The this first was the first time. time I made one of myself. Wow. It just hadn't occurred to me before. Yeah. I think because I liked, especially in the first Sims when I was like 12 or mm. whatever and I genuinely was like a crazy Barbie person and played with dolls probably far longer than I should have. I just really enjoyed just making making up these little guys. Mm. Sometimes I like to make celebrities. Mm. So I have a Julianne Moore. Yep Just she's one of my favourite actors Yeah I'm thinking of making some others as well And just having like a town that's just full of celebs Mm. Or just like the whole cast of May, December Oh please, yes Have you seen that? I loved it I loved it so much
1: And Charles Melton was so good in that So good And like such a relief to see him in something that wasn't Riverdale Yeah, he's really good Because he's just fantastic He's got great chops He's got great chops And like, you know what, I'll say it More hotties we yeah, yeah. We need more hotties in Hollywood.
2: I agree. Yeah. Just full Nothing of so many
1: hideous beasts. Yeah. So Wherever many you logos. look, every red
2: carpet. I'm like, Ugh, Ugh,
1: yuck. Yuck.
2: Everyone's yucky. Everyone's so gross looking And Hollywood, famously, full of ugly people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 We need more hotties. Need more hotties. That's what I believe. Is it a crime? Nope. Thank you. <laughs> What was it like coming back to it? Do you feel like it's done you a world of good?
2: I think so, genuinely, in terms of, like, mental health Mm. stuff. When you're having a bad time Mm. and you're like, I can barely pass the hours in a day, you can pass several hours in a day very quickly with this game. Every minute's a second. It's like a forced form of mindfulness Mm. which I was talking to a different friend of mine who's like really into gaming and he said that's basically why he plays games is because it is like a like you can't think about anything else, right? It's not just like a hobby that you can do like watching TV or whatever and you're like half thinking about the horrors and the world or whatever. You cannot think about anything else when you're playing a game and I think it's a lot more beneficial than maybe people recognise. Totally.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean like gaming – in general it's all escapism and i think it's very therapeutic to just like step out of your own life for a second and sure like you know for some people that may involve committing war crimes like yelling slurs strangers Mm. but then for others it's making yourself as a sim and living in a house much beautifuler than the one that you currently live in and
2: it's relatively harmless compared to
1: like giving a bee to someone who has a bee allergy you know exactly like like you know you can either put someone into anaphylactic shock or you can ride a little pony Ride a little pony, exactly.
2: And those be a are the two life options, yeah. given to you when you turn eighteen. It's like the red, blue, and <laughs> red full
1: and the blue. Yeah, talks. which one will you take? Yeah, will you ride B a pony? pony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like you know, it's an easy decision to make. Obviously, for uh,
2: the good people,
1: for the good people, exactly, exactly. One of my most like stark memories of The Sims, and like, but. Before I became, like, a Sims player that goes deep into the character creation and, and and the house creation and living my life, I had that phase of doing things for the thrill and, and doing things messed up. Yeah. And I remember as a kid I was big into Harry Potter and, and read all the books and, and shit like that. Obviously not now. But, no, I did uh, too. I loved yeah, them. We yeah, all, we were all Harry Potter fans as kids. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know what was to come. I don't think she even knew. No, she, she didn't she even know. She decided to be a freak. But like, I was super into it. But for some reason, I had this really irrational hatred of Harry Potter himself.
2: Oh, I was like,
1: I was like, he's so up his own ass. He could have, he could have uh, given his poor friend Ron some money. Oh, completely. Filled him up with treats.
2: Like from the start, did you hate him, or is it like throughout? Because you know, in like book five or whenever, when he comes, really bitter. Yeah,
1: and he he was like, I'm, you know, I'm the boy who lived, and so shut the hell up. Yeah, he
2: becomes a little bit like full of himself, the
1: boy who lived, and also bitter, and it's like, look, we've all
2: had stuff happen, exactly. Okay, exactly. We've all got stuff going on. Yeah, but did you hate him when he was like a little baby boy living under the stairs? Yeah,
1: (laughs) because I I was like around the same age. Sure. If not younger, but like I was just like, this guy sucks. Everyone else in the sh- in, in the movies and and books are so cool, but he sucks.
2: They are more interesting. They're more interesting. They have more of a personality. Like his whole personality is kind of like victim survivor, which is inherently of, kind of boring. It's I the guess.
1: the the main character syndrome of sure. like so much work is put into making sure the side characters are interesting so then the entire onus of the plot doesn't fall on the main character to put forward, you know? Like everybody needs to have their own quirks, but because there's so much time making side characters their own interesting characters, the main character just becomes the relatable John Everyman who can do no wrong.
2: Yeah, he's just like the thing that stuff happens to, but all of the actual colour is around him.
1: Absolutely. Like what's going on
2: with Hagrid? Yeah, I want to know what. What about a book about Hagrid? He's a big
1: funny guy. He's a big funny guy. Well, see, I bet he's more complex than it seems. Oh, so much more. To me, Harry Potter felt a lot like a Nancy, uh, a Nancy Drew, uh, uh, <laughs> a Mary Sue. <laughs> well, type. sort of. Well, he was kind sort of solving Nancy little Drew. mysteries, but he t- felt like a, a Mary Sue type character to me in the sense that over the course of time, like, sure, he could do some things wrong, but like, they never really had any huge consequences and instead he was always the boy who lived and he was so special
2: mm. even though and must be protected and like people protected. were literally putting their lives on the line for him
0: constantly
1: even though he's like a dick a he's lot of the time he's just a little guy he, he gets you know everybody loves him yeah and he's so great but like at the same time like it was it was stated very clearly in the books that like it was kind of just by chance that that he was chosen as the boy who lived because Neville Longbottom could have been that boy. Yeah. He could have been that. It was in
0: the books. Exactly. So like
1: I hated him. And so I created him <laughs> in The Sims. Oh. And he was the first character that I like made die. Oh, wow. How did you kill him? I put a wall down and a fireplace on that wall and then a haystack couch directly in front of the fireplace. And then I made him sit down on it. And then I put the walls around it. Wow. And then I made him turn the fireplace on and I waited.
2: And you waited patiently. And I waited. And drinking I waited. a glass of wine and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, just waiting God, how was for hours. It would be 10 or 11. Yeah, just, that's when you started smoking and drinking. It right? was. I and assume. that's why I sound like this now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But speaking of deaths, I find the accidental deaths in The Sims really funny. Oh, my God. Like hilarious. when they get too angry, they get so mad that they basically explode. Yeah. Or when they're like so goofy and playful, which that they like laugh worries me because death. what if that happens to us? Because we're so hilarious. Oh like my god. What yeah. if we
1: laugh ourselves to death? I've I've almost done it before. <laughs> You've been there. I've been but there. But you had your EpiPen on you. Yeah, exactly. My laughter <laughs> EpiPen. And I was my own. It just hero. brings you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, accidental deaths are
2: hilarious. They're so funny to me. Yeah. Like, you can like just why like, does that exist in the game as well? Like why did they make it? That someone gets so mad that they die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like I feel like that that's got to have happened like once in real life before, right? Like someone yeah, getting probably. so mad that like all the blood rushes to their head and it and f-s they me. have a heart
2: attack or something. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just very funny it's to me. It's
1: hilarious. Yeah. So all in all, how would you rate your experience with The Sims? In general.
2: Like is this an out of 10?
1: It can be any out of that you want.
2: Wow, okay. I give yeah. it um, 11 out of 12. That's good. That's a pretty good score. <laughs> it's just really fun. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. It's not scary, importantly, it's... crucially. Yeah. And you can just do what you want. And I think you can play it however you want, which is why I find it really interesting talking to other people about why and how they play the game because yeah. everyone plays it so
1: differently. Yeah. And is there anything from Sims 1 that you think they should bring back into Sims 4? Or maybe even The Sims 5 coming up. When's The Sims 5 coming out? Who knows? I think 2025. Oh, I can't wait to Pro- waste all Project my money Renee. on that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. Um, no, not really. Not even Drew Carey coming to your party if it's hip enough.
2: Oh, my God. That was so. I completely forgot mm-hmm. about that until you just yeah. said that. Okay, they need to bring yeah. back like weird celebrity cameos.
1: It made no sense. It was like it was it just. I completely forgot about that. if your party went for a long enough time and had enough people at it. <laughs> Drew Carey would show up and be like my agent told me this was gonna be a blast oh
2: my god yeah who would the modern version of that be because like, he would have had a sitcom at the time right like I'm trying to think like a- like Jimmy Fallon oh ew I okay, know yeah well I like, don't want him coming to my I don't party want him coming
1: to my pa- like I don't want to see him no maybe like when he was kind of young it was cute but like yeah him now kind of he reminds me of like I don't know like a a ghoul of some sort. A ghoul. No he is a ghoul. He's like a ghoul. There's something
2: like uh inhuman about his eyes. Yeah maybe
1: oh Conan. Oh that'd be fun. Yeah Conan just like rock up to the party. And he's like I heard this party was bumping and I'm like oh hi Conan.
2: And then you get a special award. Yeah and he gives you a medal.
1: Uh the be- da best party for ever. being the best host in the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. thank you so
2: much for having me
1: and um how can we find your work and oh you can just like follow me
2: on um twitter slash x which is an incredibly dying medium so that's yeah. fun to promote uh, Ooh, yeah. i'm figgled on there and on instagram i'm fidge
1: gorgeous and a big thank you for coming on the show once again
2: thank you so much it's been really fun to talk about a
1: secret obsession of mine (laughs) which is now completely public i love it and a big thank you to you for listening if you're liking what you're hearing you'd like to hear more consider supporting back pocket over on patreon if you support us at the silver tier and above you can get access to our bonus episodes and in this week's bonus episode we learn a little simlish and i quiz d on some simlish songs Isoku Manchu Yunzac le nelimfinaru seshra. Jis on her in lisano bur obre. Is that sparking anything for you so far? Absolutely nothing, except nope. it sort of sounded like you said Jis on her what? Okay, Jis on her what? and hey if you really like what you're hearing why not give us a five star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using better yet why not give us a nice little review you can also find us on twitch where we've got our main live show every thursday from 7 p.m and on tiktok where we're constantly posting very good stuff for you to cast your big beautiful eyes on and then there's the socials which you are also welcome to get around once again thank you so much for tuning in and as the sims would say dag dag